Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. His I, Colton Robertson, and we are beginning another bracket. It'll likely take us another month, and of course, if we're doing a bracket, I'm going to be joined by Joseph Motherfucking George. What's up, homie? What up? What up? Always a pleasure to be here. Glad we got another bracket going. Another always tourney. Mm-hmm. Another tourney. Yeah, and this one, uh, this one is the most exciting for me so far. In terms of uh, just the content of it. We've done a Star Wars character bracket. Uh, which if you're a Star Wars fan, go check that out. We've done a Marvel character bracket. If you're a Marvel fan, check that out. And today we're doing Marvel movies. Uh, and TV shows. Now is this just MCU? No. We've got the Daredevil Netflix series. Daredevil movie. The, all the X-Men movies. The uh, the Netflix superhero Marvel shows. Uh it's it's all here, and uh, we did a whole preparation over on Patreon.com slash Bloom where we got it all worked out, what we were going to include in this tournament, and uh, exactly what seed each movie or show would fit into. We did our whole usual tournament prep over there on Patreon.com slash Bloom. Uh, and yeah, that'll probably be a good way to get your feet wet before jumping in here. But if you're if you're not over there, no big deal. This will this will just be a bunch of fun for you. So, what way way a bracket works? We got our top seeds. We got a, we got movies ranked from one seed through sixteen seed. And uh, ones will face sixteens, twos will face fifteens, threes will taste taste play fourteens, and so on and so forth. Very excited. Uh, Joe, how you feeling heading into this tournament? Oh, I'm ready. This is, uh, every bracket we've done has been so much fun already. You know, it's just in- sparking some very interesting conversations. Um, creates creates uh, some conversations you never really thought you might have. Mm-hmm. Just uh, random little uh, comparisons to be mm-hmm. made that you never would have otherwise made. Yeah, we've done, you know, we've had a tier list. You know, we put placed every Marvel movie in a tier list and that, that does spark some conversation, but generally, when you're making a tier list, you're only speaking of the movies that are in that tier that you're talking of. So you never really talk about, let's say, you know, X2 and Infinity War at the same time. They just don't come up in the same conversation, you know. So like, but they might today. They might today. And uh, no, yeah, that's that's that is very fun. And if you are a, a fan of this here, the Penny Bloom podcast, and you're a fan of our MCU content, you'll be aware that we have an MCU tier list in which we have movies ranked on a on an a b c d f tier list but we've labeled them yo what the fuck uh hell uh fuck yes hell yeah that's cool and okay yeah and uh we've got that publicly for the mcu but we took all of these all of these marvel movies the x-men movies the 
Fantastic Four, the Daredevil, the Incredible Hulk, the Hulk, all of these. And we plugged it into that tier list alongside the MCU flicks. And that will be and will continue to be exclusively on Patreon.com slash Corobloom. Uh, so if you're if you're a big fan of our tier lists, you you can find that there. We use that to kind of help us uh, place the seating. So hell yeah, you you ready to get going? I'm thinking I'm thinking this will probably be part one of two for round of sixty four. Uh, depending on just how fast we can kind of uh, we can kind of go about this. You know, you never really know. I mean, there are some pretty easy ones like uh, straight off rip here. If you're mm-hmm. ready to go, I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh, I'm ready to go. Born ready. We obviously start with a with a one seed versus a sixteen. Um, and the first one seed we have here is Spider Man into the Spider Verse, going off against Hulk. This is the hmm. 2003 movie uh, with uh, Eric Bana. Now let's not jump the gun here, okay? <laughs> let's not. No. Let's not <laughs> dismiss it immediately. <laughs> no. Uh, obviously, we know who's going to win this one. Um, yeah, it's into the Spider-Verse. There's no doubt about it. Um, granted, I I do remember loving that Hulk movie when I was younger, man. I, 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 I had the big old fucking green fists. I remember watching it on my mm. old box TV in the living room and shit. Uh, but it, it doesn't leave an impact quite like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse did. Uh, <laughs> Miles Morales' story in that is just, it's, it's hitherto untouched. This um, movie, this Hulk movie, is like one of the perfect examples of as a kid, this looked amazing and it didn't look janky or whatever. You know, like we thought that this was like cutting edge, and then you look at it today. Um, like just Google Hulk two thousand three. No, we've done this um, before on the Patreon too. Yeah. I think we've watched and, scenes from it and it's live like, on Patreon. Like, wow, I was watching that and I thought that looked good, you know, at that point. So like, like the uh, whole like cloudy fucking finale where he's fighting is what's he, who's he fighting? Is he fighting Abomination or something? I honestly couldn't I could not tell you. Let's just see what Maybe uh, Red Hulk. Stanley I do remember Stanley's uh Stanley's cameo in this was him meeting with the original original Hulk, I believe. Like uh the actor as a security guard, Lou I Ferrigno? think. Yeah, like th- so this like this Stanley's cameo is actually pretty cool. Like uh All right. Like, All right. Like, uh it's pretty sick. But, but Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse's cameo came at a mm-hmm. very particularly heartwarming time for a Stanley cameo. That's and, you uh, know, wow. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about this Stanley cameo. Um it always fits, you know, eventually. Um, yeah, that one's that one's a good one. Mm, no mm-hmm, refunds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it always a, fits. Eventually. A, I just like to think that uh that he's just like I don't know, because in uh in Venom's post credit scene or uh, his cameo, he says like, Hey, the two of you behave. Like he knows. Right. It's just he knows everything. He's like out of the world, but he's in it, you know? And that's like what I love about it is that he's Me basically too. just God, you know, like just God showing up at, at funny and, and cool parts, but yeah, he just knows everything about everyone. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, uh, before we move on, you know, from this Hulk movie, cause this is the last we will ever talk about it. Um, I'm just trying <laughs> to think of a little more I mean, like, of what I remember. Um, after it. our 52 year journey through film, who knows what we're going to be doing? I mean, like <laughs> we could, we could make our way through all, 
all of these Marvel movies, like all the Marvel movies, you know, not just MCU. We could just say fuck it and send it. That's true. Um, but um, pretty comfortable passing on into the Spider-Verse, one of the best comic book movies ever made um, past this Hulk movie. Um, uh, yeah, I, that I, think is... that's, I think it's certain. <laughs> Uh, but um, yeah, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse moving on over Hulk in our first dub mm-hmm. of the uh, of the tournament. Uh moving on now to the next matchup, we've got a 9 versus an 8 in Disney Plus original Hawkeye versus Captain America Civil War. Now this is fun. This mm. is actually this one's actually a little tougher than you might uh than you might initially think. Have our first show versus movie here yes we do we do um, I, think we'll, I think we'll get a few of those over the course of this if um now the the conversation becomes like a show can bring you much much more enjoyment because it's just simply longer than the movie you know like right. there's more content in this show than there is and in thus the there World. is more to enjoy but you know that's that's unfair uh, yeah you know of course just to, to you gotta you gotta way. weigh it based um, on its own merit and I mean, uh, we got Civil War, Black Panther, Spider Man, Zemo. Um, yeah, we like this movie. It's an Avengers movie. You know, it's not not just a cat movie. Um, it's I don't know. You know, I think the obvious answer is just going with Civil War here. You know, like as like thinking, you know, first surface level thought, like oh yeah, it's obviously Civil War. But Hawkeye was like. here's my thing i think that if you're asking me what do you want to watch do you want to watch hawkeye or do you want to watch captain america civil war i mean i fuck with civil war i really really do but i think i might go go ahead and turn on hawkeye which is really interesting um just because I, I've I've notoriously despised Hawkeye for basically the entire time. And that that right there is its saving grace. Is that it took a character that was in the trash like already. No one cared about who cares. Like Captain America Civil War. You see the poster, you see the trailer, you're already in for the movie. It says Captain America on it, you see Iron Man, you see, you know, you're already in. You're already gonna watch it no matter what, like, you know if this were to come out now, like we'd already be in, but Hawkeye, everyone was like, I really don't care about this show already. You know, it, I'll watch it. If it's good, it's good. But like, it's probably going to be bad. That's how most people went into this show. And by the end of it, you sort of care about Hawkeye. Like, or, you certainly sorry, do. you sort of care about Clint Barton, a Clint Barton. And you, and you definitely care about Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Of course. The Kate, the introduction to Kate Bishop, the continuing of Yelena Belova, the introduction of Maya Lopez, and the introduction of Kingpin into the MCU. These are all really, really epic moments. Uh, but Captain America's Civil War is also filled with some pretty epic moments, uh, as in the introduction of T'Challa's Black Panther and the introduction of Spider-Man and the first expansion of Wanda and Vision's connection and... Uh, Cap choosing Bucky over his his friendship with Iron Man. Like it's, it's funny that, I think like, Civil War is the choice in the movie. You know, like Cap just falls to la- like of the last thing that happens in his own movie. You know, like um, 
I guess the big thing that happens is Cap versus Tony. You know, like that's truly the big thing is like the fight their there. Fight. Yeah. Um, but like really it's not. Like you don't care like after you've seen it once, like you don't care about it anymore. That's like, the thing, uh, is that like it, it, it truly is it doesn't have a ton of rewatch value. And that's kind of the damage of Civil War for me, is that it's definitely not one of my favorite casual MCU viewings. Um yeah, but Hawkeye, I, I see myself watching it again for sure. Oh, one hundred percent. I'll definitely be watching Hawkeye. Again. I mean, every Christmas, Christmas season. Time? Oh yeah, every Christmas every, season. Oh yeah, for sure. So like, I don't know these movies. Like, it is. I think I, Hawkeye just wins. I think we have our first upset and our first show over movie, and I think it will not be the only show over movie as far as we're concerned. As far as I'm concerned, throughout the bracket. But yeah, Who we have Captain thought? America. Who What's that? Would have thought. I like, wouldn't have. Hawkeye, of all shows and like, and of all movies for it to beat, like Civil War is a a crowd favorite amongst. That's a fun movie. Here. So, is this a quite Hawkeye quite just did a really that. good job, and like, it's doing the opposite thing that Loki did for me, mm. where I got removed from Loki, and it's a, my opinion of it immediately dwindled. I'm removed from Hawkeye, and my opinion, I can't, I can't think of a thing I didn't like about Hawkeye. You know what I'm saying? Like it was. It was a good show. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm definitely glad that I, uh, like that I watched it because I almost was like, I'm just not gonna like, I don't I care until it's all like, out. Uh, yeah, like I was just gonna binge it, you know, whenever it was all out. Um, I was going to watch it eventually. That's for sure. You know, oh I'm, no doubt. Like, I mean, it's uh, an MCU product. You got to get the whole story. You're gonna watch it. But I'm glad that I did watch it on the week by week. Um, like it turned into a show that like. I did not think I would like as much, and I'm I'm very glad that like there's more just, to. Clint I'll never Martin. forget that three, four, five run because those were fucking amazing episodes of television, just yes. one after the next. It made us realize we're because we were like, ah, well, we won't we won't do a pod on you know on Hawkeye, whatever. But then we we finished the third episode, and we were like, okay. maybe we got to talk about Hawkeye, like because yeah. yeah, um, but yeah. I'm, I'm definitely comfortable moving it on here. It doesn't even really feel like an upset, you know? I guess the seedings are really close anyways. So. Yeah, that's the thing is they're really close, and I hold them in about the exact same esteem. It just ultimately came down to uh, which I appreciated more, and mm-hmm. I think I appreciate Hawkeye more for, for more things uh, in terms of, like, just uh, adding the depth to the character. And, I mean, like, you certainly do get a degree of that with, like, Tony and Bucky, but, like, the only real depth that's added is that, oh, Bucky killed Tony's parents. Of course, Tony's going to fight. Of course, Steve's going to side with Bucky. That's his boy. Uh, that's just like it, it. Like, there's not a lot that comes out of that movie where you're like, "Oh shit!" Uh, hmm. It's just it just all kind of happens, and you're just, just kinda all like, unnecessary. All like one conversation could have just solved. You know, like yeah, he killed your parents, but it's like not him. You know, like you should be mad at mad, mad at the people who brainwashed him. You know, right. like and then Cap could have just been like. Hey, this is my friend. He's brainwashed. This isn't him all the time. You know, like I don't know. It seemed that this movie did not need to happen in the first place. Like it, that's how I come out of it. Is like this didn't need you. to happen. Um, but like an Ultron, like a Thanos, or like a Loki, you just can't avoid those things. Those just like needed to happen in those movies. It's like yeah, that right. shit just needed to happen. But I don't know. Um, no, I feel Cap, you. Cap I think so. loses. I'm telling you. Cap is overrated. 
Not Winter Soldier though. But uh no, Winter Soldier is about as good as it gets in terms of yeah. Marvel movie, but uh Cap's just over. Yeah, Civil War is not not as great as we remember it. It's just the it was the beginning of that sort of just epic crossover movie that like uh it's kind of it's kind of the reason we go who's going to be in Multiverse of Madness? You can really you can really owe that to Captain America Civil War initially. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we had Avengers and we'd had Age of Ultron, but those were labeled Avengers movies. They were not solo movies. Um, Captain America Civil War is the first time we got a solo movie in which every motherfucker was there. Um, <laughs> that is, and, like, that, that would be that, crazy to, like, watch that as it came out. Um, I, I remember going to the movie theater and watching Civil War and just being like, holy fucking shit, this is awesome. Like... It, 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 and that's the thing is it it had one of the most epic first watch experiences, but it doesn't have a lot of rewatch value. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it comes to superhero shit, I'm looking for rewatch value. Like that's like kind of what I'm here for. That's true. Um, yeah, and it's I mean that's a very that's a good uh, like benchmark for a, a superhero movie is its replayability because like if I don't want to rewatch it, you know it just wasn't that good. Yeah. A superhero movie that you don't want to rewatch, like it's it seems that like there's no good. I mean, maybe like okay, Logan could falls into this weird category of like not a super rewatchable movie, but it's just that damn good. Like you know, it's like like uh, there's, it's not there's like certainly a, a mix there. Like yeah. there are certain things that are like darker adaptations of stories that make me sad can be really good. <laughs> But I don't want to see that all the time. You know what I'm saying? But Captain America Civil War was a combination of just a bunch of fun shit happening. Like, I could watch the... There are individual individual scenes from that movie that I love. love, But I just don't care enough to watch the movie to get there. Mm. Um, And that's kind of the problem. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's ultimately why I think Hawkeye beats out Captain America Civil War. Good on you, Hawkeye. And, and plus, I like the small, I like small contained stories, you know, like when when it, when it starts reaching over past the boundaries of your character, it's like, I'm cool with it and it's fun, but like, I really like the contained story element, you know what I'm saying? And Hawkeye mm-hmm. is just dripping with contained story, which is just fantastic. But uh, on to the next one then, huh? Mm-hmm. We got a five versus a 12. In Deadpool Two versus The Defenders on uh, Netflix. Uh, now this is this one's easier than any of them so far. I think uh, Deadpool Two definitely beats The Defenders, but Defenders doesn't uh, quite deserve to be just completely dismissed. Um, if you're gonna watch Daredevil season three, you're gonna have a tough time for a couple episodes unless you watch Defenders and know the contents of Defenders. Um. And I remember I watched Defenders coming off of a, a knee surgery all in the course of a day off some painkillers, and I really, really enjoyed it then. I haven't revisited it since, but uh, getting the refresher with Daredevil recently was kind of enough for me to be like, oh, yeah, I remember what happened in Defenders. That was kind of a it – was, it's a pretty simple story where all the, all the Netflix heroes come together and have to, have to do their thing together and uh, – it is mostly impactful for Matt Murdock's story more than anybody else, but uh, 
it's it's not Deadpool two. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah, like, I was gonna Deadpool say, two is fantastic. I haven't seen uh the Defenders, so I can't speak much on it, but I can speak on Deadpool two. Um and knowing how good of a movie Deadpool two is, I can pretty comfortably say it's probably better than the Defenders. Um but yeah, Deadpool two, like just a super fun movie, as the Deadpool movies are. Um like very, very rewatchable, you know, as, as we're saying, you know, as, as like a benchmark that we can kind of come back to. Um, and I mean, I just want more Deadpool, like more Deadpool content. Like that's just all I, like anyone wants is and just you know, more just, Deadpool. And the MCU is probably going to litter him in as much as they possibly can <laughs> and wherever it's appropriate. But, uh, like Deadpool two is as as good as it gets as far as comic book comedy is concerned, um, and like an emotional resonance that you just don't anticipate. Like I, <laughs> I finish. I, part I, of I cry movie. by the end of yeah. Deadpool two. Like it's, that's you're laughing your ass off, but at the same time you are like feeling for him and like yeah, brought to tears. Like it's such a crazy, like crazy movie to describe. Like it's. It's not just a comedy. It's not just a superhero movie. It's not, you know, like, uh, it's really like a league of its own. Like, there's not many movies like it. Um, and that's, that's why, like, it's always, you know, ranked pretty high, up, you know, on lists. And I think it, it's probably going to travel pretty far, um, in, uh, in this bracket. I could say. Uh, I mean, we'll see. We shall Act- see. It'll, that, that's the no, thing that's, about this bracket is, is everything is like, strong. Like everything, everything is, is so strong. If anything's making it past the first round, it's going to be tough to beat. Like that's, that's kind of the, it's kind of the thing with this. But uh, mm. I think I don't think we need much more to be said on uh, Deadpool two over Defenders. I um I'm right there with you. Deadpool two is just a just a superior product. Um, on to the next one. We've got a four versus a thirteen, in. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 versus Ant-Man. And this one is not even close. It is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And I don't even really think it requires elaboration. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Scott, you know, hilarious. Um, fine addition to the MCU. Um, and I'm I'm definitely going to be happy in anything more that he shows up in. Um, oh, absolutely. But the Guardians crew, it's my favorite crew um, in all of the MCU. Um, and I am personally of the mind that Volume 2 is better than Volume 1. I, I like that mo- I like that movie more. I don't... I just put both of them... Like, I don't really know which one I like more of, like, both of them. Like, the first one, it's, like, introducing each of them, and you get, like, like each character's backstory and like how, how they're all just suffering together. Um, and, and then, you know, dance battle to save the universe, you know, like, uh, you know, like it's like, uh, the introduction in itself is badass, And then the whole rest of the movie's just good. But two, I could see why it could be seen as better because it's like, you're just going. You already know all of them. That's my thing. And that's typically them. why when it comes to superhero movies, like a good origin film, like a good first movie, I'm like, holy fucking shit. Because then I, I'm pretty confident mm. that the second movie is going to be at least more fun, which is typically the case. Um, 
especially when it comes to the MCU. Like they, they, you know, the characters now we're just, we're taking the fucking leap. We're going, we're going wherever we need to. And the fact that they branched out into the, into space with guardians of the galaxy one. And then they're like, yeah, and we're going to, we're going to bring a fucking planet to life in the second one. Like we hadn't seen anything like that up to that point. So uh, Hmm. I think guardians of the galaxy volume two just beats Ant-Man and pretty much every, every aspect, but, yeah, Ant-Man gets kind of a bad rap. Um, it's I not, agree. I it's just, it is kind of just slow. It's like, just kind of boring. Maybe, yeah. Like, hmm. Like, it's interesting, but, like, they can't really do a whole... I don't know. It's Maybe it's just they don't really have a whole lot to work with there. I don't know. But I'm curious to see what Quantumania brings, because um, now they have the multiverse and stuff to play with with that, so it could... Right. Could be a really cool part of Ant Man and the Wasp to see, but yeah, Guardians definitely beats out Ant Man here. All right, so on to the next one. Mm. We'll have a three seed versus a fourteen seed, and speaking of Ant Man and the Wasp, we'll have three seed Wandavision versus fourteen seed Ant Man <laughs> and the Wasp, and another really easy shellacking uh, with Wandavision just absolutely obliterating Ant Man and the Wasp for my money. Ant Man and the Wasp, I think, underrated in general. Uh, but WandaVision's it's the second best Marvel show of all time for my money um, only behind only behind one and we'll, we'll get there but not right mm. now and oh god I just love WandaVision and the WandaVision era was so special the first MCU show we really got like it, it was just such a special time and I'll, I like it a lot more than I ever liked Ant-Man and the Wasp that's true WandaVision is it's it's its own thing. It's very original. Um, like made you love these characters even more um, than than you already did. You know, really show like transformed their characters. Really Br- brought two characters that no one really cared about into the spotlight, and everyone loves Elizabeth Olsen and Wanda now. Like everyone loves them, um, which is True. awesome. And it's just kind of what these shows can do. Um, and yeah, WandaVision like couldn't have asked for a better, not first MCU show, but like first real, I don't know. It's kind of weird to say like first MCU show and have so many that came before it. I'm kind of discrediting like all of them, but uh, the first, I guess, MCU, like it's the first one in the MCU timeline, like canonized. Yeah. Like, like cause I mean, like show. we do have, like we do have some that are torrentially or not torrentially, uh, peripherally uh, i can't think of the fucking word peripherally connected uh, with daredevil most specifically mm-hmm. like is that Ooh. technically an mcu show so did hawkeye technically not introduce kingpin into the mcu and daredevil did be- there see that's the thing <laughs> is that like because it's the this same conversation. Thing. This conversation implies therein that Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, the amazing Spider-Man and the amazing Spider-Man 2 would therein be as much a part of the MCU as Daredevil is. No, I think the question is like if Daredevil belongs on the timeline that we've always been watching, because obviously Toby and Andrew don't, they're in a different oh, universe. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But since Matt Murdock is in the same universe, he's on the same timeline as well. So gotcha. that makes him official canon. 
you know, like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I said, um, before, um, like WandaVision came out, like I said, I had this really weird take and like, you guys were like, nah, like you're, you're off, like you're off here, just stop. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But I said, Marvel is like, I said that they're probably going to do this or this is what they like should do something like that. And I said that they should label movies as like the official, they're going to have like different types of canon. They have the timeline that we've always watched and that we know and love. That's the MCU canon God tier timeline, you know, the, the holy timeline, whatever. But then shows like, uh, or movies like Andrew's Spider-Man or Toby Spider-Man would be just multiversally canon. And then, so you have these different types of canon and, and you guys were like, no, it's like, no way. Like, that's just whack. But like, that's what they're doing. They're just not officially labeling it. Yeah. That's like, that, yeah, you're, you're, that was the thing is that I never thought they'd officially label it. Uh, like, I see. But like um, Morbius and like all of these things in association with Marvel is their way of saying it's not on your holy timeline but it can hop in anytime it wants. Like yeah. is, is how I feel is like what they're going. Um, and this whole collection of characters here with WandaVision, Ant-Man and the Wasp, they're, they seem to be in that corner of the universe where that's, that's applicable. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it's like anything can come in at any moment. You never fucking know. But, uh, just just give me Ralph Boner, frankly. I just want Ralph Boner. Just give me Ralph Boner or give me death. Yes. <laughs> Bring him back. Make him. Yes. WandaVision ultimately defeats Ant-Man and the Wasp in our here bracket. Moving on. We've got a six versus an 11 and Iron Man versus Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. And it's Iron Man. Rise of the Silver Surfer is awesome for my money. I think it is way too hated on. I think there are definitely elements that are not great, but uh, you can kind of find that with any superhero movie you possibly watch. So I think it just gets a little nitpicky at that point. And, uh, but Iron Man's just definitely an objectively better film, more important film, just all around. The holy mecca of the MCU, you know? No matter how bad this movie could, I don't know, maybe if this was a terrible movie, maybe it wouldn't be held as like this, you know, holy grail. Um, like on the real, it's not that good of a movie. Like on like, it's, it's solid, but like yeah. it's a middle, it's a middle tier. We just movie. hold it to, it's the birth. You know, this is where it all began. It's he built it in a cave with the frickin' box of scraps. Come on, you know, Tony like, Stark built this in a cave. Like, yeah, with a box of scraps. Come on, you know this. Oh, what a you know what. It actually is a pretty good movie. I mean, it uh, is like it is a good movie. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not like it. I'm out here like, well, it's all just sweetening up. Like, it's like we all th- look back on it like it's good. No, it was good. Like, there's a reason we were able to launch this whole universe from it. Um, ooh, this is the most. This is the best Marvel movie for everyone. Like for the general public. This is like one of the easiest for people to get into and to like understand. It's not so far out there. It's like, you know, right. that this could maybe happen in the next 20 years. You know, like a dude could fly around in a suit that he made. You know, that's reasonable. So like 
Yeah, I think I think there's certainly a degree of like that was probably a part of it, and there's there's also that's probably why Captain America: The First Avenger wasn't too far off of its back. But Mm -hmm. then they were like Thor, Mm. and they were like, (laughs) now this is the this is where shit gets a little weird. Like Mm. this is, and what's funny is if you look back at Thor, it is more what the MCU has become than Iron Man or Captain America, which is uh, oh yeah, very interesting. Um, it's just easing everybody in, you know, they knew where they were going. They knew they had to go crazy. They just knew they couldn't do it off rip. So yeah, Yeah, not not off rip, not off rip. Silver Surfer though. Um, one of Stan Lee's favorites. Um, so that's, that's cool. Um, yeah. And they they did, they did a pretty good job on, on, on old Silver Surfer there in that movie. Silver Surfer is definitely one of my favorites too, uh, and I cannot wait for him to get folded into the MCU along with uh, along with the Fantastic Four and Galactus and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main the main beef with this adaptation is the Galactus. It's kind of just like, huh, that's weird. Uh, but you know, people weren't ready for a giant hundred and fifty foot alien in the sky. So yeah, yeah, you know, the times be changing. <laughs> it's a fact. But uh, yeah, Iron Man. Sorry. <sighs> Definitely beats Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer for my money. And on to the next. So we'll conclude this little this little corner of the bracket in these last couple matchups. We've got a seven versus a ten in X Men Days of Future Past versus Iron Man Three. I think it's Days of Future Past for my money. I like Iron Man Three. I think this is our first uh, X Men versus MCU film, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is fun. And looking, yeah. yeah, looking like the X Men movie is going to win too, because I mean, Days of Future Past. If you're an X Men, like this is where every everyone comes together. You know, this is like the Infinity War, I guess. You know, this is like the movie of the X Men. Move, you know, the movie. I guess you can point to as like. You got James McAvoy and Michael you Fassbender. Yeah. You got you got uh, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. You got fucking Hugh Jackman's Wolverine and Elliot Page and like it just and the story's Jennifer actually Lawrence cool. And, you know, it's yeah. like go back in time. You know, you got time travel, but it's like simple time time travel. You know, very closely We're not doing end game you know, time yeah, like, travel. Yeah, it was very fun movie. Like it was just awesome. You know, Iron Man 3 was cool. You know, you, you see all the suits. You know, Tony's just obsessed with building suit after suit. And he, what you I know, do, like, I tinker. Yeah, so, like, you know, it, it's cool. There's cool stuff in the movie. You know, the kid that's at the funeral. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that... Um, and, and I think Iron Man 3 is another one where it's, it's a little bit underrated in terms of, like, the way it's generally looked at. Like, Iron Man 3, like, I... On a rewatchability basis, as we have said... Iron Man three is my favorite Iron Man movie. Um, I can I can rewatch this movie more than I can rewatch Iron Man and Iron Man two. Hmm. Um, and I'm not sure what what makes it stand apart for me, but uh, I really like the. I, I mean, Christmas is a part of it, so like that's always that always gives it a degree of rewatchability at least around the holidays. That'll that'll always make it pay off. But uh, I think it's just the whole like Tony. Like I, I, it sucks that Tony had to go go and fucking die in in an Endgame because like this would have been great. 
It would it would have been great if this was just like it, and we mm. just didn't see Tony anymore, uh, because he he ends in a spot where it seems like he's at personal peace. Um, That's he true. he's got his house is gone. He's gotten rid of the suits. He's he's done all of that. Um, and it's not until Thanos comes, like I mean, like some other shit pops off, and he's obviously Tony Stark, so he's always going to tinker. But uh, like this would have been a fine uh exclamation mark on his uh on his whole run as iron man mm. yeah he, uh he didn't have to see a, a shield around the world you know he didn't have to do that you know i guess if ultron never came around he would have uh been comfortable maybe maybe laying down the suit forever but oh yeah i guess ultron did come after iron man 3 in the timeline order so that's that is really where it's like but gosh, when we start Ultron, he's doing the whole, he's got his whole Iron Legion doing their thing where they're posting up outside of the city going like, please stay back. Like, mm-hmm. So he's been working. He's been working, but like, see, and that's one thing that kind of sucks about the MCU in some aspects is that like leaving Iron Man 3, you have no notion that that's what he'd be up to come Age of Ultron. Mm. Um, hmm. I never thought about that until now. Like, like after Iron Man 3, like how he leaves there and then just swiftly goes, you know, just shoop, right back. Right back right into back the swing in. of things. Yeah. Even though the narrative point of Iron Man 3 is for him to kind of be done being Iron Man. Um, I mean, like, not really. He does end the movie with, I am Iron Man. He does, like, they, they finished that off again. But, like, it it, 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 le- it leaves you in a weird place with Tony that it's just interesting to see where they eventually picked it up. But that that's ultimately why I think X-Men Days of Future Past, uh, it doesn't concern itself so much with uh, continuity. It's just like, fuck it. Uh, while the MCU contain like, often falls back on that continuity. So mm-hmm. when it kind of crumbles it's actually a detriment meanwhile x-men never gave a fuck so it's it's like i don't know anything can go here yeah this next matchup uh the second x-men versus mcu film uh matchup but not gonna be uh now we got two versus a 15 and guardians of the galaxy versus x-men and We've already talked quite generally about the X-Men and Guardians of the Galaxy on the whole. and I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy is an obvious winner here. Um, yeah, I mean, if you, if you disagree, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. The Guardians crew, come on. Can't get much better than that. The soundtrack, the everything about that movie's perfect. It simply doesn't get better, I don't think. Um that's about as good as it gets. Talk about a Marvel rewatchable movie, movie. Yeah, that's that's the that the pinnacle of a rewatchable movie. X Men doesn't have quite the rewatchability Guardians does, um, and it doesn't have quite the story it does. It doesn't have like the found family aspect can be very very is very important to both of these franchises, and I think Guardians of the Galaxy pulls it off better in this first movie than X Men did. There you go. There's our first little poetic. A matchup, yeah, right, the, right. The, the yeah, found I, families of of Marvel. I would say 
that I don't think we get Guardians of the Galaxy without X-Men in 2000. So it does deserve some some love Ooh. in that regard. Okay. Um, X-Men walk so Guardians could could fly and travel through space and pretty much, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just I'm looking through this right now and realizing that literally every Blade movie is on the other side of the bracket, which is funny. Um Wow. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe they'll funny. take over. They'll just, they just win. Dominate yeah. that side of the bracket. <laughs> It'll give us some time too to True. get familiar with the Blade movies for real, for real, before we actually continue with the bracket. But uh, sorry, that was just a little aside <laughs> thought. I was thinking about the walk so they could run, and Blade was in '98. It's like the mm. oldest movie on our list, so it's like that's pretty. That's pretty walking, so everything can run there. But uh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy wins over X Men. And it's it's not particularly close. And thus we are on to the bottom half of this here, part one of the round of 64. We've got a two seed versus a 15 again with Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings versus the Wolverine. Talk um, about a movie that flies. Shang-Chi. Now this is the the most rewatchable Marvel movie. Mm. Aside from Into the Spider-Verse for me right now. Um, I can just watch the shit out of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, when when it came out on Disney+, Plus, like... That was the, on repeat for, like, a week. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was just... It never got old, and it still isn't old. Like, it's just so fun. Such a good, like, I don't know. That movie, like, was just... From the... From Rip... This movie was goaded. Like for, uh, from first watch in the theater, I'm like, yeah. I'm pretty like, sure. Didn't we go like September second or like whatever day it came out? We were like, yeah, we're in the show. Mm-hmm. We were, and like it was kind of an impromptu thing. We were just like, fuck it, we'll go see Shang Chi, and we mm-hmm. were both like, oh, yeah, Shang Chi is fucking awesome. Yeah, because I remember. Yeah, we were in the theater, and whenever the. Uh, that the dark, dark the, dark, the gate. dark gate and we were like this is it this, this is, is where he comes out and then we're like yeah no like yeah 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 we were we were all uh, yeah we were in darkness right when they mentioned like the dark dude or like whatever they called it we just we get we just looked at each other <laughs> eyes wide like is this no, it way. Then, no yeah. way right yeah yeah uh but but yeah, Shang Chi. Oh, that yeah. shit was hilarious. It's beating the Wolverine. Um, yeah, and I don't really like if you if you really want to hear us talk about all the X Men movies, we did just have an episode a few uh, like a couple weeks back where we ranked all of the X Men movies, and uh, the Wolverine fell towards the bottom. Uh, and amongst the X Men movies, that's really saying something. So, uh, yeah, Shang Chi over the Wolverine. I think that's a I think that's an easy choice. Mm-hmm. Speaking of X Men, though, we got a couple. We got we got a we got a fun one here: an X Men Apocalypse versus Spider Man Homecoming. That's a uh, Spider Man Homecoming a seven, X Men Apocalypse a ten. Uh, and this is this is an interesting one because X Men Apocalypse is to to me the most rewatchable X Men movie. Um, I can I can rewatch Apocalypse quite quite frequently, and I do. But there's something special about Homecoming that I haven't really come to appreciate until kind of within the last 
few like six months or so. I hadn't seen it in a while, and when I gave it a rewatch, I was just like, you know what? This movie didn't get enough credit for how it got Spider-Man. Like, a lot of people like liked to hate on MCU Spider-Man for his dependency on Tony Stark, while this whole movie is about his overcoming that dependency. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Stripping down to, you know, his last fight, he's fighting in his first his homemade suit. suit. So, like, yeah, that's what... It's what it's all about. It's it's what we like to see Spidey do. You know, go down to his bare bones, and that's all he needs. You know, he doesn't need anything more to win. Um, and you get that. I mean, in terms of villains, Michael Keaton's Vulture on one side, Oscar Isaac's Apocalypse on the other. A couple of stellar actors, but man, Michael Keaton's Vulture is just one of my favorites. You know, like in terms of in terms of villains and uh, the way they're portrayed, like he just did fucking fantastic in that role. Now, I've tried, because uh, we can obviously think of, like, the Toby and the Andrew Spider-Man movies. Like, we have our, our thoughts on them, and it's very, like, clear because, you know, they've been out for a while. We, we you know, all that. But, like, these, our whole lives practically these new to, ones, to decide how we feel about Tobys. These new ones, it's kind of hard to, like, uh, see how we'll, like, look back on them. But, like, Homecoming, like, has, like, so many iconic looks. You know, like, the yellow jacket. Oh. Um, you know, his homemade suit, the, like, I, I don't know, like there's so many different looks and like, uh, to it that, that are, that are going to be memorable. Um, I mean, like the scene where he's holding together the fucking fairy and, uh, meeting with Donald Glover using his fucking interrogation mm-hmm. voice and holding up the Washington monument. Like there's, there are all sorts of things that are just like, this is an awesome fucking movie. And it just, it just does not get enough credit. There's one shot in particular where Spidey's just sitting on the edge of a building with like his mask halfway up. He's on the phone trying to reach happy and he's just eating a fucking donut or something with his legs swinging off. You can see New York in the background and the, and the sunset. And I'm just like that, that is what I want out of Spider-Man. And how Mm. did I forget that that was in this movie? You know Mm. what I'm saying? Like, so I mean, homecoming it's, it's, it's quickly risen to be like a top, Definitely a top five Spider-Man movie at the very at the very least a Spider-Man movie, but it's one of my favorite Marvel movies. Period. Now, just makes me realize how much I love Spider-Man. Like, right. Spider-Man's always good. Like, you can't really fuck it up. The base story of Spider-Man is good enough that that carries. Like, it's just gonna it's just gonna fly. Mm-hmm. But Apocalypse, great. It was awesome. Um, I loved Apocalypse and like especially Magneto's story in Apocalypse. That's that's the strong strongest point of it. But hard to to come up to a Spider-Man movie. It's hard to beat any Spider-Man movie. It will be interesting to see just how far all of the Spider-Man movies make it. Mm. You know, what if by the end it's just Spider-Man versus Spider-Man? Spider-Man Elite Eight. Yeah, the only movies that remain are just Spider-Man movies. (laughs) I don't think so. That'd be fucking funny. I don't think so. It it could work out that way. I don't know, but uh, we'll see. (laughs) Um. But yeah, Homecoming over Apocalypse, that makes sense to me. And uh, on to the next one, another interesting one that uh, kind of worked out in another kind of semi-poetic way. We've got the uh, six-seed Captain Marvel versus the 11-seed X-Men Dark Phoenix. If you're looking for the powerful heroine who could destroy a planet with ease. Kind of similar uh, sort of storylines, too. Like uh, having power that you don't realize that you have and then now that you know that you have it, what do you do with it? Sort of, you know, so like not exactly the same, but uh, 
Yeah, there's a certain control aspect in Dark Phoenix that doesn't quite apply to Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a control aspect. Like, she was being controlled. She was she had her power held down uh, until she fully unlocked it. But And she was brainwashed and, you know, a lot of, you know, I guess a lot of other things. Yeah, but, but uh, sort of similar stories here. Um, just off, you know, how well the movies are made uh, is pretty pretty easy to make the decision here um, dark phoenix is like, i'd argue a prettier movie mm. on the whole in terms of cgi and the things they did on screen but captain marvel it's in the same vein as as homecoming in terms of just how much fun i have watching it uh i know i've i've said this over and over along with like shang chi and into the spider verse this is captain marvel that's a top three top five rewatch rewatch movie for mm-hmm. me in terms of marvel movies i love watching Get that nick film. fury like nick fury and and captain marvel just together are like so awesome their their dynamic is just so cool um like the whole movie's just i don't know people hate on this movie way too much like way too much way too much just get past it it's okay you'll live <laughs> just Oh, I don't know. Big, strong, cocky woman not going to hit you in face. She on TV. (laughs) But yeah, I love I love Captain Marvel. Like that is a very rewatchable movie. You are right. Um, Yeah. Uh, That is revisited. And, you know, frankly, Dark Phoenix, it it, it, it also has a degree of rewatchability. But there is a. There's a certain tragedy to it that makes it a little sad at points, like a little too sad to rewatch. Like you don't get one of the main characters who we've cared about over the course of movies dying in Captain Marvel. You know what I'm saying? Like true. And you do, you do watch, you do watch mystique go down and, and dark Phoenix, which does suck. Um, but watching Captain Marvel overcome all the shit she had to overcome and, being the biggest badass in the fucking universe. I mean, that's she's the best. So Can't I'm, wait I'm until she Marvel. says, "Hey, Peter Parker," again because she's off yeah, the right. world and she still knows, and it's definitely gonna happen. Hey, Peter Parker. Hey, Peter Parker. I'll take like, that. Oh yeah, like that. that there's. It's kind of you know. It didn't make sense for her to say, "Hey, Peter Parker," you know, like that, but it does now. You know, yeah, like, there's, there's something that like, can pull through here. Oh, like it's like if that doesn't happen, I don't know. Like, I anyway, it, I always Never get back that. to far or no way home. There's always, yeah, we'll always bring always it back to Spider Man somehow. <laughs> um, but on to the next one. Uh, that was Captain Marvel winning over X Men Dark Phoenix. We've got a three versus a fourteen in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier versus Daredevil two thousand and three. Uh, this is this is mad easy. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier was fucking incredible, and Daredevil 2003 is not. Mm. Um, and like the the thing is, is that I don't have a ton to say about Daredevil 2003 because I haven't watched it in 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I'll say is uh, the only thing I remember of this movie. Yeah, it's the opening scene. I had it on VHS. Um, and. I would fast forward right to the opening scene where it's Ben Affleck in full costume, sandbags hanging from the ceiling. 
he has his two daggers. He's just running through, slicing them open, which is really like, does he set them up every time? And like, does he sl- yeah, re-slice like, man, them? Can't be Whatever. Don't think about it. Um, all you hear in the background is, you know, wake me up, you know, that song. Um, wake me up inside. It's just a, a cool opening. Um, it stuck with me in my childhood for some reason. I just watched it over and over and over. Um, mm-hmm. But it does definitely does not beat the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, that show brought me to tears many, many times. Many a time. Um, and Ben Affleck's uh, Matt Murdock <laughs> was not quite the 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 greatest portrayal in the history of comic book portrayals. Uh, John Favreau as Foggy Nelson, on the other hand, I'll eat that shit up. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier f- fucked. Like, that show was incredible. Um, mm. Sam Man. Wilson just growing to become one of my favorite MCU characters there is. Uh, that last John episode. Walker becoming one of the easily most hated. Uh, I loved... Aaron Kellyman's uh, Carly Morgenthau. Like, I thought I, that's the only thing I cannot stand about the show is that she didn't make it out alive. Mm. Um, but aside from that, I mean, the introduction of Val. Mm-hmm. Um, What's she been doing all this time, you we know? We got the Power Broker and Zemo. Zemo being in the show just keeps going. Like, I, keep, I always forget about Zemo being in the show, and his is, like, one of the best parts of the show. Mm-hmm. Him um, in the club. Oh, yeah. Fist bumping. You know, these little jam. Oh, oh. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that, that show did fuck and does fuck. Yes, you it are It does right. fuck. It continues to fuck. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier defeats Daredevil there. And uh, on to the next one. We've got a four seed versus a 13 in Spider-Man 2 starring Tobey Maguire. Versus Loki, uh, the Disney Plus original series. Um, Spider Man Two. I mean, the power of the sun in the palm of my hand, man. Got Doc Ock. You got Tobey Maguire. What more do you need? You don't need. You don't need. I mean, come on. Like this movie is uh, insane. In how many times we've all seen it, you know, uh, one and two. I, I I don't know which one I've seen more. You know, I'm actually curious to know. Like, I am curious. I wish I had like a movies mm-hmm. wrapped, like a Spotify wrapped. I I would assume. I don't I know. Got, I think I, I watched Spider Man one. Yeah, I think I watched lot. the original I, more. But I would say when I was younger, Green Goblin was the one I liked watching more. But Doc Ock, as I've gotten older, I've just grown to appreciate more and more with every year that passes. Mm. I mean, this is. I mean, Loki's good, cool, and all, but like, it's not my entire childhood. It's you not Spider Man like, Two. Something doesn't take up take over your entire childhood unless it's like good. You know, you don't, you don't even as there's a, a child, Daredevil you know. 2003 didn't dominate your child. <laughs> yeah. Childhood. Yeah. There, there's like, I don't know how many times I've watched this movie. Honestly, maybe I don't want to know. Um, it's probably unhealthy, <laughs> yeah. but like it's Toby Maguire, you know, it's our child. It's, it's our nostalgia. It's our dopamine. It's uh everything. Um, I mean, Alfred Molina and 
Kirsten Dunst, this is for my money the best Kirsten Dunst performance of the first three films. Um, her whole realization at the end of Spider-Man Two as to who Spidey is—that's uh, that's always one of the more fun fun parts of that trilogy because, frankly, uh, I wish it would have happened a little sooner for them, just mm. because that, that complicated shit way too much. Yeah, their relationship was always weird uh, throughout those movies. Like they definitely, definitely could have done better, but definitely. If we're ranking the couples, if we're going Peter, MJ, Peter, Gwen, and then Peter, Mary Jane. Yeah, like. It's that order. Harry. You know, for my money. Harry just like takes MJ, you know, from Peter, like off rip, which is hilarious, you know, for a little bit. Um, and they don't even like really like. They're just like, yeah, me and her are dating now. Hmm? And it's like, oh, Okay. And then, but they never, you only, every time that they were dating, it was just like Harry on the phone with her. That you had their actual relationship, like, on screen was just them on the phone. And, like, Harry yeah, just talking They, they rarely like, had scenes together. Um, but, but yeah. I mean, that's like the only, I mean, every other aspect of those movies, though, like, is just, it's a masterpiece. You know, it stands up to the test of time. You got, oh. We have freaking Joey or what's his name? Uh, Diaz, yeah, Joey, Joey Diaz. Is that his name? That doesn't seem right. But you gotta, you gotta, gotta walk through me on the train. You know, he uh, stands oh, up. Yes. Uh, is it? Is that Joey Diaz? Is that his name? I think so. I think so. Uh, yeah, like you know, you got that meme. You gotta go through me. You know, so that's uh. a lot of classic yeah. moments in this. Yeah, Joey movie. Diaz. Yeah. He was in. He was also recently in. Uh, uh, the many saints of Newark as mm. uh, as one of the guys in the Multisanti crew. Mm. Uh, oh, I'm Siciliano. <laughs> he, he throws out one of those at one point and his, and his fucking voice. And it's just mm. magnificent. But uh, yeah, I mean the train scene in Spider-Man two and the, the fight scene on the side of the building, like mm. there's just, there's just epic sequences in Spider-Man two. And I think it's just easily, it easily beats Loki. But uh on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. We've got a five versus a seven. Well, wait a second. Five versus a 12. My bad. Uh, five versus a 12 and X-Men First Class versus Incredible Hulk. And for me, X-Men First Class runs Incredible Hulk up and down the floor. <laughs> uh, this shit is nice and quick. I mean, First Class is just, I mean, the first movie that we're getting the modernized version of the X-Men with uh, with uh, James McVoy and Michael Fassbender as Professor X and Magneto. And it was a fucking banger. Like, this movie is amazing. Mm, those iconic, you know, yellow suits, you know, mm. that they, they all put on on the beach at the end. Or, uh, you know, for the, the fight at the end. Yeah. Um, I love the the younger versions of Professor X and Magneto. So like this movie, like I, I kind of just automatically like more uh, because like I just like the younger versions of them and like mm. seeing them for the first time, you know, is, you know, it's their origin, you know, so it's eh, not, not really their, their origin, but the first time they're showing up, you know, and yeah, I, I watching all the X-Men movies. This was like quickly one of my favorites, uh, like for sure. Um, and I don't know, a lot of cool things happen in it. You know, you, you see 
the the bullet deflect, you know, into the, you know, that that like first time watching that, you know, not knowing that like that's how he becomes paralyzed, oh. you know, like that would be insane to like realize for the first time. Um, and I I never had that experience because like I knew even before I watched the movie, I knew that that's how it happened. Um, so I never like had to have that realization, but like that would be like wrong. No, right. Um, but how about the how about the fact that after this, like in Days of Future Past, the medication that can make him walk takes away his mutant gene? Yeah, it was uh wasn't it the same medicine that like Mystique and Beast took to like control their stuff? So it like it just dwindles their powers down basically. Gotcha. Or oh yeah, wait a minute. No. It also made him walk. <laughs> oh wait. Yeah, no. His powers is not what like he doesn't walk because of his powers. Or like he's not paralyzed because of his powers. He's paralyzed because of a bullet. Yeah. Yeah. So oh yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> wow. Okay. They really don't give a fuck about content. No, they don't. They don't all. give a single wow. fuck. Yeah. They're just they're like, this bullet went into his <laughs> spine, his lower spine, and we're gonna give him a medication that makes him walk, but it also takes away his X gene. And it's just like <laughs> If y'all had a medication that can make the X gene go away. Oh. <laughs> wow. It's like, I don't know. It's just, a, it's just like a mess over there in terms of the continuity for <laughs> X-Men. But first class does definitely beat Incredible Hulk, no matter what way you spin it for me. Uh, Incredible Hulk also, I think, uh, is due for a rewatch for me. Mm. Uh, I need to get a modern re- uh, reinterpretation of that film because I have my opinion of it based on when I was 12, 10 years mm -hmm. ago. So, yeah. This next one is interesting. Yes, we have our first Spidey on Spidey Crime with uh, a 8 versus a 9 in The Amazing Spider-Man starring Andrew Garfield and Spider-Man Far From Home starring Tom Holland. And for me, um, the Amazing Spider-Man wins. However, Far From Home has a higher degree of rewatchability, which is which is interesting because uh, that doesn't happen a lot. It's usually the one with the most rewatchability is going to end up winning for me. But The Amazing Spider-Man was the first Spider-Man movie I got to see in theaters, which makes it a nostalgic classic for me. Mm -hmm. uh, the first time I watched Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, I like I went I went home and was like, "Hold the fucking phone." You're telling me I could just make the web fluid? <laughs> like to Toby Spider Man, I was like, "Fuck! I didn't get bit by a mm. spider. I can't. I can't shoot this shit out of my wrist." That's I funny. watch Andrew Garfield Spider Man, and I'm like, "Oh, this is a whole new world. It's mm. opening up for me." Uh, yeah, Andrew. Um, like, I love that everyone is realizing how good Andrew is now or like was. Um, and like a lot of things are surfacing that like he did during like while he was playing the role um, and how he like went into New York in full costume and like walked around, talked to kids, played basketball with them. He yeah. like, he was into the role the most out of any actor. That's for sure. He, he was way more into it than Toby or Tom ever were. Mm -hmm. um, and he like, he was a fan before 
he was into the role, you know, it's like, but Tom and Toby, they were just big actors at the time that were asked to do the role. But Andrew, like he loved Spider-Man and was like a true fan. And he like got to play like his dream role, you know, like, I guess Tom's the same way. Like he always said he dreamed of playing Spider-Man, but um, with Andrew, you feel like he has like a way deeper connection with Spider-Man. It almost feels. Um, there's something that there's something that he brings to the role that's just magnetic in terms of the energy he's bringing to it. Like you just know he loves doing what he's doing, mm-hmm. and it just like and I wish I could articulate that, like really explain what it is about his performance where that bleeds through. But and that's not to say that Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland don't love playing Spider Man or that their performances aren't as good. But there's something, there's an exuberance about Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man that's just like, yeah, that's, that's Spider-Man to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I saw something that, like, someone pointed out that with Tom Spider-Man, his eyes move, they're animated. So, like, his, his expression is very easy to tell because you can literally move the eyes and whatever. But Andrew doesn't have that. that. Body language. It's bro. a static, fully static suit. Does not move. It's a suit. He has to, in his body the language, way he exaggerated yes. the way his body expressed things. And was just... once that was pointed out to me, and then I went back and like watched him, like in suit, and how he like talked to like thugs. You know, like when he was talking to like his body language, you knew exactly what face he was making under the mask. You know, like. You could tell, like, it was insane. And, like, uh, his performance of Spider-Man is the best. I think the gripe that people had with him is that he's just one sexy-looking dude, and people didn't want a cool, sexy, just, you know, guy. Toby Maguire. Yeah. Toby Maguire sitting at home like, oh, so Andrew Garfield's too sexy, huh? Yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I remember watching him like watching these movies and like me and my brother we love them like my brother loves andrew spider-man it's like his favorite probably by far yeah. um and like we we rewatched them all the time um and then like when people started saying that like andrew was the worst spider-man um like whatever whatever like people described on him like i never understood it like i i was always like why like i guess some of the they were more out there i don't know like why are those movies bad you know, like, they're 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 actually not that bad. The the thing for me that's always made me go. It really is people who were around for Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man trilogy. F- the fandom wasn't ready for another Spider-Man yet. Mm. Interesting. OK. And therein they were going to hate whatever happened. And then. We get another Spider-Man, and it's like, okay, now Spider-Man's kind of in the same league as Batman now in terms of the way the role is passed to other people. We can go back and view Andrew Garfield's Mm. Spider-Man with indulgence and kind of like, okay, this was actually fucking awesome. We just didn't give it enough credit, and I think that's kind of what happened. Yeah, because people were always griping about, like, um, how, like, Andrew didn't feel like a Spider-Man or like he didn't fit the role of Peter Parker, but like you saw him like tinker and make his own web fluid. And like, even like when he's fighting electro, he like, you know, straps like a car battery to it. Oh, I need a bigger battery. You know, like you see him go through these like cool little scientific stuff in his basement, like to him tinker, like all, all of that. Like, I don't know. It's, I think 
like people it, it does seem like they're just trying to like grab straws or like grab it grab it air for something that they hate about him for some reason um no i get you which I do. which is interesting yeah hmm. yeah but uh for me the amazing spider-man definitely beats out spider-man far from home and uh this conversation has just reassured that for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of view Far From Home as my least favorite of Tom's trilogy. And I, I love watching the movie and it's extremely fun. But ultimately, that doesn't change the fact that it's probably a bottom two Spider-Man movie for me mm-hmm. uh, with Spider-Man 3. Um, but nevertheless, I still really fucking love watching it and stuff, you know. But Amazing Spider-Man, that's that's on the higher end for me. Uh as opposed to Far From Home. So mm-hmm. I think I got to go Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, this next one's even easier. <laughs> uh, we've got a 1 versus a 16 in Logan versus New Mutants, and the answer is Logan. And you know what? I think we'll just end the show there. <laughs> that was, uh, like, you, you don't really need exact. you know, we'll have to talk about Logan more here in the upcoming rounds. Uh and we've talked about New Mutants on that X-Men uh, ranking list. So I think that might be a good place to leave us with Logan defeating New Mutants. Um, don't feel that needs that a lot. That one just of- makes sense. So, yeah, if you would, head over uh, head over to the next episode for a part two for this round of 64 where we will continue this uh, wondrous bracket that is already turning out to be probably more fun than any of the others we've done so far. I'm really, really loving this. Um, and yeah, so, uh, I was Colton Robertson joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. I'm I'm excited to get a part two in and Mm -hmm. then to continue this draft, this, uh, this tournament with you. Hell yeah. Uh, yes. If you would head to patreon.com slash Coro Bloom, where you'll find well over 21 hours of exclusive content, including the preparation for this tournament, including the seating and, uh, uh, the ultimate Marvel tier list with all of these products on it, not just MCU stuff. Uh, so that's that's a lot of fun. If you would head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, where I'll be posting all of these matchups for you to vote on. Uh, very much so. Look forward to that. Follow uh, on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast, and uh, remember, peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. <laughs>